Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am so excited to have as my guest, finally, Angela Nibs. <laughs> and let me tell you about Angela. Angela is a powerhouse of strategic communication with over two decades of robust public relations experience. Renowned for her prowess in strategic planning, compelling storyline crafting, and meticulous program management, Angela has been the driving force behind hundreds of companies, propelling them towards their business objectives and architecting their communication narratives with strategic precision. Hailing from the heart of Silicon Valley, Angela's influence extends far beyond her rich portfolio of clients, her deep-rooted Connections with the Silicon Valley influencers have made her a trusted advisor and confident to some of the nation's most influential business executives, venture capitalists, and journalists. I know you want to know more about Angela and um, Angela, Angela Nibs. Thank you very much. So you remember that name. But first, we're going to uh, welcome her to the podcast. Welcome, Angela Nibs. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And thank you so much for the kind introduction. Um, You're really very nice. welcome. So we talked about Silicon Valley, but um, we, we do want to get more details. Where do you call home? So I live in a little town called Sausalito, um, Ooh, just over the Sauc Golden Gate Bridge yes. uh, from San Francisco. Um, it's lovely here. I've been here for close to two years um, from San Francisco um, and originally from New York. So yes. So let's just talk a little bit about where um, we gave this great background as to where you are today, <laughs> but what led you to PR was promoting other people, always a desire in your heart, or how did that come about? You know, I, if you ask my mom, she will tell <laughs> you, I've always had the gift of gab. Um, and it took many forms. Um, but it, you know, I, I think somewhere at some point I've always felt strongly about advocating, um, advocating for people, um, ideas, companies, brands, um, and it's no wonder why I find myself in Silicon Valley, um, because there's so many new things, yeah. new technologies and new ways of doing things, um, that I, I get excited about these innovations and helping founders, companies, brands, 
um, kind of tell that story to a broader audience. Awesome. That's so great. And it is pretty exciting. It's funny. It's a wonder that I didn't go into PR because I love when I find something that I love, I like tell everyone about it. And I always have to say, and I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> you know, it's not, a, although I do have an anti-aging business that I love and I do tell everyone and they're thinking, oh God, here she goes again. But I mean, when you do love a movie or a food or a bar or a restaurant, you tell people about it. And sometimes you're not so great at doing that. And that's why you need a PR person like Angela. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny. I always say um, a big reason why some people like myself go into PR is they like to tell the story, not talk about themselves. <laughs> um, so again, I think somewhere inside of me and also, you know, I've got a, a legal background as well. Um, I've always been fond of telling stories, persuading people, mm-hmm. um, getting people excited and interested and and, you know, interested enough to, to act, whether it's to read a story or buy a product or come to an event or anything like that. So it's, it's just part of um, my DNA for better or worse. (laughs) All right. So in your past experience, and you mentioned as an attorney, it really informed your strategic approach, which I was a project manager and uh, did large projects. And so I appreciate strategic planning and storyline crafting. And I think storyline crafting is often, even the strategic part, I think as entrepreneurs where people kind of get tripped up because they have this passion, they have this idea, but that's all they know what to do with it beyond there. They're kind of at a loss. Um, So how how can you help them navigate through their journey as an entrepreneur? Sure, sure. That's a, that's a great question. And even as an entrepreneur myself, um, you know, I think first is realizing what you're good at. You know, <laughs> if you're great at, you know, developing this great technology, um, you know, that's where you should focus your attention. Um, and how PR can come in and how a good, you know, PR strategist comes in is, really trying to understand what the business objectives and goals are um, for that company, brand, product, person. Um, and then really thinking about their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and even within the same company or clients, right? There can be different audiences that yeah. you're, you're you know, targeting. So some folks are trying to raise funding. So they're targeting VCs. Other folks are trying to hire or poach, you know, employee candidates from a competitor. So that's a, another type of um, stakeholder mm-hmm. communication. Um, others are looking, you know, maybe they're a company or brand that, that has been around for a long time um, and they're looking to reach a new audience and a new demographic. So those are the types of questions when I'm first speaking with a new client, whether it's a startup or you know, a company that's been around for a long time um, is really trying to understand and get into their their mindset of, of what they're trying to achieve. And then backing into that, how can communications and PR um, support those goals, right? Yeah. Um, and, that, and that can take, in, a, in and of itself, can take many forms. It could be um, earned media coverage, 
you know, in the New York Times or Wall Street Journal or an important trade publication. Um, or it could be about getting that person on stage um, with speaking opportunities or bylined articles um, placed in, you know, specific um, outlets. So more like thought leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, another piece that um, I think is really important in building credibility is, um, you know, getting acknowledgement for your innovation. So we, um, you know, at my company, Maven, um, we have a very robust awards uh, strategy. So figuring out what are the best awards, what's going to get the right eyeballs. um, Mm. And we've had some great success with that for our clients. Awesome. That's excellent. And I think one of the things you said early on is needs to just be reinforced or touched on. And and that's if you are that person, the creative, the innovator, the person who birthed this baby of your enter your entrepreneur journey, um, you may not be the best person to actually <laughs> promote it. And um, I know that's sometimes where I come in to help with speaking and training, but you want someone to feel that passion and, and, and understand and hear the pain and say, Oh God, that's the pain or problem I have and, and be able to then respond to it. And so how, as a PR person, can you take that pain, that problem and the relationship you have with the client to be able to message in a way that people will definitely say, I want, I need, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what's important in that really in that dynamic is building trust with Mm. the entrepreneur and the founder. Like you said, this is their, their, you know, blood, sweat, and tears of, you know, many, many years and lots of sacrifice. So, um, you know, trying to connect and understand everything that went into, um, you know, the product or company or idea, um, and really listening. Um, and from, from there, right. That kind of authentic connection and that authentic communication, um, that's where, you know, I get to dive in and say, okay, this is how we're going to tell this story. This is what's interesting. Um, this is what's unique. This is what I think is going to resonate um, and get the results um, that that you're looking for. And that's really, um, you know, that early stage is really fun. I really enjoy yeah. that because um, yeah. that's where you get to create, you know, yeah. create brand. Um, earlier in my career, there were, um, there have been many times actually where, you know, a founder or founders come in, they just got their their VC money. And they're like, okay, I got a launch. Um, and coming up with, um, the narrative and the story and seeing that then in print, you know, in, you know, various outlets, um, that's great. And in this particular client that I'm thinking of, they ended up getting acquired. Um, they were a beauty, um, e-commerce site early days, when it was still kind of new and uh, they got acquired by one of the big beauty brands. And I'll never forget um, in the story in the wall street journal about the acquisition was that, you know, a sentence from that original messaging that we came up with, you know, years before. 
So, um, you know, that's really rewarding to see. It doesn't happen all the time, but it, you know, it's just a good reminder of how important it is yeah. to understand and to create, you know, take the time to create a narrative yeah. um, in the, in the early, in the early uh, yeah, and from my perspective, it's, I always tell people, you know, the words matter, but how you deliver the words matter even more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, different uh, executives have different, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. skill sets. <laughs> um, yes, I understand exactly. Communicating. <laughs> yes, I can tell, I can tell. Um but we, you know, we try to do a lot of um, role playing, you know, kind of mock interviews um, to kind of get the get the client in the right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. I think the the biggest most folks are pretty good. I think the biggest challenge it for executives, whether it's a startup or you know, veteran CEO, is you know taking a few minutes before an interview to just focus and say, mm -hmm. okay, who am I talking to? <laughs> what are the, what are the messages that I'm trying to, to convey? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, you know, what are the three things that I want um, to come through from this interview? So um, we try to build in that discipline with calendaring, like putting in like that 15 minutes of just, okay, let's focus time mm -hmm. um, before we get on the Zoom or the phone call or, you know, nowadays, luckily, um, in the IRL meetings. Um, so, you know, it's a frame of mind, but also, yeah, coaching, mm -hmm. a lot of coaching. Yeah. So how important is telling a story when addressing your audience and why is that important? I mean, this is the this is the bottom line, um, mm. you know, and it goes back to some of the things I was saying earlier, mm -hmm. um, you know, really understanding not only the business objectives, right, but what what is the why and why does someone why would someone care, yeah. right, about this so that they're going to mm -hmm. buy or subscribe mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever action you want them to take. Um, so this is, you know, crucial. This is, you know, the foundation upon which everything else um, that you do in a, in a successful communication strategy um, is based upon. Um, mm -hmm. Oftentimes we'll come in and, you know, we'll see that a client has done a little, this just happened recently. A client has done some amazing stuff over here and kind of over here, but there hasn't been a thread to pull it all together. Um, and being able to do that, you know, have that perspective mm -hmm. and to bring that in and do that is, is, is a lot of fun, um, yeah. and can be very, it's fun when yeah. it's successful. It's fun always, say, but it's also fun when it's successful. <laughs> yeah. And very helpful. So describe a specific instance where your connections with the Silicon Valley influencer community significantly influenced the success of a of a PR campaign? Yeah, uh, this, there's a lot, um, mm. but one that comes to mind, we're working with um, a startup. Uh, they, they were at that point perceived as the second runner. Um, mm. So there was someone else in their space. Um, we believed and they believed that my client had better technology, better partnerships and all that. Um, and 
fundamental to our strategy was, well, I think if we can just get these guys and girls um, in front of the right reporters, they'll see that. Um, so it sounds like a, a, a simple thing, but we um, kind of organized a, a media dinner um, with like a, a media influencer VIP dinner. And we were able to um, secure attendance from uh, this client's very high profile, very well-known um, investor. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we had a great, a great draw, draw, but we wanted to do more than that, right? Because that's just one part of, that was just one yeah. part of their story. Um, so we, we, we recommended to the client, um, what if we, you know, bring in some of your partners to be mm. at the, you know, so uh, really providing um, an incredible level of access to some bold face names um, in tech. So, and, and we had it around a theme. And so there was kind of conversation, but um, we had, I want to say 20 reporters mm. um, attending this dinner and anyone that is in PR <laughs> um, can understand how mm. challenging it is to get one reporter um, to commit to uh, <laughs> something in person. We had 20, it was actually too big. I'll, I won't do a dinner that that big ever again. It was just kind of too hard to facilitate. Um, but we were able to build relationships there and you know, connect the founders and, and kind of their vision and to get it straight from the horse's mouth as, as people yeah. say, um, worked really, really well. So it was a combination of you know, that, that VC, that investor mm -hmm. getting him. And then I think everything else kind of fell into place after that. Awesome. And we were able to get great coverage for the client. <laughs> Which is a plus. Yes. So you had a wide range of clients, as you were mentioning, from tech giants to startups and consumer brands. So how do you adjust your strategies to individually, uniquely meet the needs of each of these diverse portfolio groups? So I think there are two, two important things here. Um, one is there is a common theme. You know, we have PR law firms, um, you know, maker plant platforms, creator economies, startups, fintech, legal tech. Um, but the common theme is coming up with a narrative and being mm -hmm. able to tell a story. Um, and I think because we have such a diverse portfolio um, of of clients and experience, we're able to almost bring a beginner's mind mm. to each client and to each situation. And because of that, we, you know, it opens up, you know, since we, it opens up more potential, more ideas, different ways of thinking. Um, one instance, we we're uh, PRing a very prestigious law firm that had built some tech, some really mm -hmm. cool tech. And, you know, we, we did the launch and kind of all the, the regular things. And, um, you know, we're doing some research for another client, totally different, you know, industry on an award. And it dawned on me, I was like, why don't we submit these guys, this law firm to Fast Company Most Innovative Company Awards? I bet you they've never had a law firm submit. <laughs> Um, and you know, we had to pitch it to the client. Um, and they were like, that's 
that's a cool idea. Um, and uh, fast forward, they we they they were on the list that year. So and it was oh, the first awesome. time for a law firm. So you know, I think having um, you know multi experience in different industries just gives you a broader view, which yeah. at the end of the day um, is going to benefit the client. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, they may not always, you know, buy the idea in this case <laughs> they did and it worked out. Um, but, you know, I think I, I see it as a strength, um, versus, mm -hmm. uh, a, a weakness. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. So what are some of the most common misconceptions about public relations that you've encountered and how do you take, um, steps to defunct them? Yeah, there are a lot of misconceptions, I think, about PR and um, <laughs> what we actually do <laughs> on a press daily releases. basis. Press releases, that's all you do, right? That's all we do, press releases and parties. I think, um, <laughs> you know, even, even um, you know, we've had some interns uh, when I'm interviewing them, I'm like, you know, we're not going to be planning parties. All, like we <laughs> might, you know, we'll do some events, but this isn't going to be, you know, Samantha Jones, um, planning, planning parties, we, you know, and I've definitely done my fair share of those types of events. Um, but what I think people, you know, most people don't realize is those events, um, and everything is really tied to an objective and a, and a strategy. Um, so, you know, that's, excuse me, that's a, a, a big misconception is that we're about party planning. I think the other giant one that still persists even today is that, you know, PR people have a proverbial Rolodex. We just call <laughs> up our contacts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yes, Angela, I've been. Um, so, so relationships absolutely matter. Um, you know, they definitely get your foot in the door. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's really about understanding what that, if that's the right reporter in the first place, what they're mm -hmm. interested in, and then how can your client be a resource to them? That's how you get a story. It's not, it's not through, you know, me picking up my phone and calling up my journalist friends. So even, <laughs> you know, even today, you know, when I'm doing, um, you know, speaking to a potential new client in a, in a, in a new business pitch, um, the the question comes up. So who do you know? It's like, I know, I know a lot of people have been doing this for a long time, but you know, here's, what's really going to help you win. And that's, yeah. you know, developing a strategy and, and, and a good narrative to support that strategy. So is there a particular challenge that you've faced in your career as a PR person, um, and how did you, you hear me? Through? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. I can't hear you. Hang on. Something uh, happened. Uh, what should I do? All right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Can you share a particular challenge that you faced in your PR career and how you navigated through it? Um, what lessons did you learn? in that experience? I love this question. Um, so the biggest challenge that I faced in my career was uh, June, 2020 during the pandemic. Uh. 
I was working at, um, I was working at a, a boutique agency in San Francisco and like many, many people, um, I got laid off. Um, it was, you know, in the height, we didn't have a vaccine. We didn't know what was going on. The economy was just, so it was very mm-hmm. scary. Um, and for whatever reason, um, in that moment, I literally in that moment, <laughs> um, said, you know what, this is the time to go out on my own and start, start, start a business. And a week to the day of getting laid off, pitched and won our first client. So myself and a couple of people on my team um, were also let go and I rallied the troops and we pitched and won. They are still a client today, um, three years later. Um, and we started, uh, with a team of three. Now we're 10. Um, and yeah, I think the lesson for me was, you know, at various points earlier in my career, um, I had experimented with consulting and going out on my own, but I always had one foot in and one foot out. Um, and in that moment, it was very clear to me, crystal clear that this was the, the path forward mm. and that I was never going to, to look back. Um, and I'm happy to say I still am thrilled with that um, decision. I, I say, um, you know, getting laid off in the middle of a global pandemic <laughs> is probably one of the best things um, that ever happened to me career-wise. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been wild. (laughs) I I always say that the pandemic really um, was God saying, y'all need to hold off here and take a breath (laughs) because we were going too fast. Too fast. It is time now for us to do our rapid fire. And I only have really time for one, but I'm going to throw in one here. So... What are two lessons about leadership Mm. you've learned to date, maybe leadership and confidence that you've learned to date in these previous years, but maybe just in these last three years of you going out on your own? Yeah, I, I think the first one is to listen to that little voice. Listen to that little voice because she is telling you what you need to hear. Um, you know, you just need to be ready to listen and to accept that. Um, the second leadership, uh, well, there's many, of course, but the, the other one is you got to be flexible. You know, um, you got to be flexible. You can have the best plan, strategy, <laughs> technology. <laughs> Um, but you have to, you know, things happen, things change and the best, you know, the best plan is to kind of say, okay, you know, this, let's be flexible and and figure it out and have poise and grace in the moment, um, to navigate out of whatever that situation is. And that's something that I don't always do perfectly, but it's certainly something that I strive to do every day. I think early on, I got married at 21 and I planned my wedding. And people are like, oh, why this, why all that stress and all this? And I said, because if anything goes wrong, 
I know who to blame. <laughs> and, and therefore, I didn't have any stress. It was the most fun time I had because like, yeah, oh, well, I missed that. I can't yell at it. Like, anybody. all right. Yep. There you yep. go. Let's, it's liberating. Let's, it's liberating. Let's just keep on dancing and having a good time. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> All right. It's time now for me to share my screen. So if you have been listening and you haven't been taking notes, I always tell you shame on you, um, but go grab that paper pencil right now. So you can take down the information for Angela. I do um, remind you that it will be on my website, the find your leadership website, as well as my YouTube channel. And uh, you can get a screenshot of all this information now or then. All right. So you can reach her as she mentioned her business is maven and her website is https colon forward slash forward slash maven m-a-v-e-n dash pr.com again maven dash pr.com she's on linkedin at angela nibs her name easy to find and Twitter at media underscore maven we did have a discussion as to whether I should start changing this to X um, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to try to confuse things later. Um, we'll wait till somebody complains. But right now, we're going to just say you can reach her at media-maven at the X or Twitter or whatever you want to call that location. <laughs> I'm going to let her talk to you. What she can find when you go to both her website and LinkedIn. Angela, take over. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so um, definitely check out my website. Um, it has a little bit more about my background and some of the types of clients um, and industries that we work work with. Um, if you're more interested in, you know, my take on current topics or some of the work that we're doing now, I would definitely um, connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. Um, I'm happy to uh, chat with you directly if you have any questions about. Um, a product that you're launching or questions about your current PR strategy, um, please feel free to shoot me an email or send me a DM. I'd, I'd love to, to connect with you. Awesome. Again, so you can go to uh, LinkedIn at Angela Nips, or you can go to her website, maven-pr.com. All right. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. And, and I do, again, believe that PR is something that we often like marketing and, oh, I don't know, finances, um, <laughs> avoid whenever we start in business. And, and I can say it because I'm as much to blame as all, but, um, you know, it is really something that can make your life easier. I know I'm having an upcoming summit and I have a PR person that says here, I have this, 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 this person. <laughs> and so instead of me making five calls, all of a sudden the PR person is able to connect me to four people. How nice is that? And if you're on the other side of that, how nice is it to get for a call from the PR person saying, hey, I got you booked on a summit. <laughs> easy peasy, you know. Easy so thanks peasy. so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, the time and uh, talking uh, with you today. Awesome. And as I remind everyone, life is a journey and it, it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.
Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.